This is Plant-Based Briefing. Vegans should consider taking DHA supplements by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the podcast for people interested in plant-based and vegan lifestyles, but who may be short on time or simply overwhelmed by all of the information out there. What I do is curate, get permission, and narrate a variety of information on the many aspects of plant-based and vegan living. And today's article is from NutritionFacts.org. They're a nonprofit who summarize the latest in peer-reviewed nutrition and health research because there is a lot of confusing information out there, much of it presented by people with a financial interest, specifically trying to confuse people. So Nutrition Facts has no financial interest, no conflicts of interest. Their website has no ads, there are no corporate sponsorships, and even 100% of all proceeds Dr. Greger has ever or will ever receive from his books, DVDs, and speaking engagements always are donated to charity. He takes a salary, but he's not in it to sell you pills or supplements or books and make a profit off that. This is a public service, and it's a great resource for nutrition information. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Vegans should consider taking DHA supplements by Michael Greger, MD, at nutritionfacts.org. We are all fatheads. Indeed, about half the dry weight of our brain is fat. Lower levels of the long-chain omega-3 fat DHA in some areas of Alzheimer's brains got people thinking that perhaps DHA is protective. Since the level of DHA in the brain tends to correlate with the level of DHA in the blood, cross-sectional studies of dementia and pre-dementia patients have been done. The result? The dementia and pre-dementia subjects do tend to have lower levels of both long-chain omega-3s, EPA and DHA, circulating in their bloodstream. This doesn't necessarily mean that lower omega-3 levels cause cognitive impairment, however. It was just a snapshot in time, so we don't know which came first. Maybe the dementia led to a dietary deficiency rather than a dietary deficiency leading to dementia. What we need is to measure long-chain omega-3 levels at the beginning and then follow people over time, and indeed, there may be a slower rate of cognitive decline in those who start out with higher levels. We can actually see the difference on MRI. Thousands of older men and women had their levels checked and were scanned and then rescanned. The brains of those with higher levels looked noticeably healthier five years later. The size of our brain actually shrinks as we get older, starting around age 20. Between ages 16 and 80, our brain loses about 1% of its volume every 2 to 3 years, such that by the time we're in our 70s, our brain has lost 26% of its size and ends up smaller than that of 2 to 3-year-old children. As we age, our ability to make long-chain omega-3s like DHA from short-chain omega-3s in plant foods such as flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, and greens may decline. Researchers compared DHA levels to brain volumes in the famed Framingham study and found that lower DHA levels were associated with smaller brain volumes. But this was just from a snapshot in time, so more information was needed. A subsequent study was published that found that higher EPA and DHA levels correlated with larger brain volume eight years later. While normal aging results in overall brain shrinkage, having lower levels of long-chain omega-3s may signal increased risk. The only thing we'd now need to prove cause and effect is a randomized controlled trial showing we can actually slow brain loss by giving people extra long-chain omega-3s. But the trials to date showed no cognitive benefits from supplementation. Until now. 
a double-blind, randomized interventional study provided first-time evidence that extra-long-chain omega-3s exert positive effects on brain functions in healthy older adults, a significant improvement in executive function after six and a half months of supplementation, and significantly less brain shrinkage compared to placebo. This kind of gray matter shrinkage in the placebo might be considered just normal brain aging, but it was significantly slowed in the supplementation group. The researchers also described changes in the white matter of the brain, increased fractional anisotropy, and decreases in mean and radial diffusivity, terms I've never heard before but evidently imply greater structural integrity. So we know that having sufficient long-chain omega-3s, EPA, and DHA may be important for preserving brain function and structure, but what's sufficient and how do we get there? The Framingham study found what appears to be a threshold value around an omega-3 index of 4.4, which is a measure of our EPA and DHA levels. Having more or much more than 4.4 didn't seem to matter, but having less was associated with accelerated brain loss equivalent to about an extra two years of brain aging, which comes out to about a teaspoon less of brain matter, so it's probably good to have an omega-3 index over 4.4. The problem is that people who don't eat fish may be under 4.4, nearly two-thirds of vegans may fall below 4.0, suggesting a substantial number of vegans have an omega-3 status associated with accelerated brain aging. The average American just exceeds the threshold at about 4.5, though if we age and gender match with the vegans, ironically, the omnivores do just as bad. There aren't a lot of long-chain omega-3s in Big Macs either, but having a nutrient status no worse than those eating the standard American diet is not saying much. What we need is a study that gives those with such low levels some pollutant-free EPA and DHA, and then sees how much it takes to push people past the threshold. And here we go. Phase 2 of the study gave algae-derived EPA and DHA to those eating vegan diets with levels under 4.0. About 250 milligrams a day took them from an average of 3.1 over the threshold to 4.8 within 4 months. This is why I recommend everyone consider eating a plant-based diet along with contaminant-free EPA and DHA to get the best of both worlds, omega-3 levels associated with brain preservation while minimizing exposure to toxic pollutants. A list of my optimum nutrition recommendations can be found linked here. You just listened to Vegans Should Consider Taking DHA Supplements by Michael Greger, MD, at nutritionfacts.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And I wanted to read a short excerpt from a Food Revolution Network article on omega-3s because it's important to consider this factor as well, the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. Getting enough omega-3s isn't the only factor to consider, however. It's also important to understand how much you're getting in relation to other omega fatty acids, namely omega-6s. You can find omega-6s in most vegetable oils with sunflower, corn, soybean, safflower, and cottonseed oils containing the highest amounts. Olive oil and avocado oil are an exception as they are not high in omega-6s, but the standard Western diet is notorious for giving us way too many omega-6s compared to omega-3s. This is a serious problem because too much omega-6 in your diet can have a pro-inflammatory effect on the body and increase your risk of various chronic diseases. In general, omega-6s are pro-inflammatory, while omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. But it's not that one is bad and one is good, you need both, just in the right proportion. So what's the optimal ratio of the two? Ideally, you want an omega-6 to omega-3 ratio somewhere between 4 to 1 to 1 to 1. Some sources estimate that the ratio of the average American falls around 16 to 1. Yikes! 
If your diet is heavy on the omega-6 side, this can actually reduce how efficiently your body can convert ALA to EPA and DHA, which as we mentioned earlier is already a fairly low conversion rate for most people. This appears to be because some omega-6s compete for the same enzymes in order to complete these conversions. Reducing your dietary omega-6s can also increase the bioavailability of omega-3s. So that's a key point, and I first heard this listening to Dr. Brooke Goldner's videos on her website, goodbylupus.com. Essentially, if you eat a diet heavy in processed foods and oils, then you can be canceling out your omega-3s. Dr. Goldner addresses that in a two-parter that I read in episodes 373 and 374. I'll link those in the show notes if you're interested. It's called Healing Autoimmune Disease with Supermarket Foods. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.